We are a band of brothers, diverse yet unified, aligned to pursue the truth, resolute in our commitment. We are stronger together, and you are one of us. This is the Brotherhood Podcast. Brothers, welcome to the podcast. Today we get to jump into our December breakfast with Pastor Willie George. I know this is coming out a little bit late, but uh, the good news is uh, we're recording this. It's the first of the year. Uh, Brotherhood Breakfast is actually tomorrow, so probably by the time this is released, that will have already happened with Pastor Witt, so we're excited to jump into that. But as always, I have my friend, my brother in Christ, father of five? Father in five? Is it father of five? Four. Father, father of four, four. state football yes. champion, coach, Mr. Machismo, Matt Schrader with me today. Oh, wow. Man, that was... I'm I'm liking 24 already. That is quite an introduction. Are you changing your spots? Are you Are you going to give me some slack just, this year? I'm just trying encourage to get, me a little bit this year. Well, you, you know, set in, me up. in leadership, sometimes you got to build up before you tear down a little bit. So I know later on, there it is. Later on, there there'll be is. a little bit of uh, you know maybe a little jabbing. I, I feel there like in the, in, in the last uh, recap we. We kind of sparred a little bit, gave you a hard time for your glasses, but at the same time, I think you were dropping like knowledge bombs left and right too. So, you know, I, we're off to a good start. I'm liking it. You got the glasses back again, so you know, back at it. The hope is alive. Hope is alive for Matt. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. My uh, my image icon right there. <laughs> image yeah, icon. that's what I was trying to go for. I did go a little longer trying to get it back there, but my wife there. ends up complaining. Yeah, she ends oh, up okay. saying, "Oh, that's getting long." So it's like, "Oh man," I don't think she wants it. Hope is alive style. So well, I don't know. We'll I'm gonna, see. We'll I'm see gonna how encourage you. Push hey, it. hey, I'm gonna encourage you to be yourself. Okay. Oh, I know okay. you got. I know you got people that you're trying to strive after. It's kind of like. I don't know. Maybe like you're trying to borrow from other people's faith. I think you need to get your own faith. Oh, and, oh, wow. To, we're going deep. I think wow, you need to jump you went in. That way. Wow. And, uh, have your have your own connection with Christ and just hey, man, like embrace embrace you know what what God gave you. Embrace who God created you to be. What is that? Like? What I, we didn't make did it there? ninety seconds. We didn't make it ninety seconds after your encouragement. No, that was you got to bring me back down. I was alluding wow. to Pastor George's message that I was, I you know, I took that to heart. The engine, the the part that where the power comes from. Hey, I got the notes right here. Yeah, I, I feel you. Yeah, right, we can man, get into that. But I mean, let's, let's so let, let's talk about it. Let's let's see if we can. It's it's always kind of funny to me to try to, not that we're adding to, but it's it's funny to me to think about responding to Pastor. Willie George's message, because like, it's like he's out there somewhere, and you're like, hmm, I wonder was was I was I supposed to respond this way? You know, he's the father of fathers, so yeah. No, I, I get. I I think some of it is there's so much meat, uh, yeah, that's in, it. in the content that I think sometimes you, I don't I don't want to say you take it for granted, but you you kind of like he goes very quickly and. Obviously, it's six, seven in the morning, and so I don't know. I don't know if our the soil of our hearts is ready for some of the stuff Ooh. that he goes through because literally, I listened to this probably about four times just to try to like get it. And every time I listened to it, it just kind of it kept opening up more, kind of like the pursuit of the Word of God, like reading your Bible, like it opens up more and more, like knowing that I'm going to be in a situation where I'm going to have to, you know, talk a little bit deeper or try to add a little bit more to, uh, you know, some of the talking points that he had, it actually 
opened up some maybe some additional questions for me or some additional talking points that I'm like, man, I really want to develop that a little bit further. Like one thing, I don't know if you've noticed this, but Pastor George, whenever he speaks, uh, sometimes he, he, he talks in capital letters. Um, like, like the volume of <laughs> his voice, like so, somewhere, That's somewhere a good way in the message, it. somewhere in the message, he just kind of inexplicably starts yelling at us. And I don't, I don't think it's like, he's mad, but I think it, it's like, I don't know if you were like trying to, like, he's literally trying to highlight his words or trying to, you know, bold the point, <laughs> but, uh, uh, we'll, we'll see, we'll see if you remember that point when we get to it, uh, when, when he, uh, started speaking in capital letters, but, um, but yeah, no, I, I think oh, I that. Remember. Yeah, when that happens though, I'm like, oh, like tune in. Like what what is what is he really trying to stay, say here? So I'm excited to dig into that. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. He's got a roar. He gets described. He's got <laughs> a lion-esque terms about him. I think about what you're saying is like it'd be like if you had a conversation with a lion. Like some of those words would come out as like, okay, this is normal conversation. But some of those words, that lion would start to roar. And you can tell when he gets fired up about things that maybe personally, I, I don't know, I'm speaking for him, but personally are important to him. Because there's a, every speaker goes to the sensations of like, okay, this matters because it's in the word of God. And then this matters because also it mattered to me in my life. It was something that God did in my life personally. So those things generate more emotion. And Pastor George, man, when you, you can tell when he gets into those spaces or... Sometimes it's that perspective of where culture is headed, and he's he's making a statement without making a statement, and yeah, there's a bit of a roar. I was listening to it again today, and I was like, wow, that's that was early in the morning. He was getting after that, like, yeah, and it still hit me, it still hit me right now, and it's a little bit later. Although I was so. talking to about this to a friend, he had a clear line of sight of you uh, at the actual breakfast, and he said that when whenever he kind of locked in on you nodding off. That's when the volume oh. went up a little bit oh, too. Oh, so okay, yeah. It could be that I don't, I don't know. It's it's not as exactly a reliable source, but uh, you know, maybe oh, it's not reliable. Listen, may, I, I was not may, asleep. That's for sure. Maybe he started to and see the top of your head. Maybe you should put the glasses up top so that when you do nod, like it maybe it doesn't like you know communicate sleep. So the reason he's locked on to me is because I get that VIP spot. Just draw. I get that VIP spot. Yeah. There's the no not enough. I'm right there. Yeah, we got you on the side, you know, kind of where we put the uh, also there's. And we got yeah. the the main line right there. Boom. So the speaker's like yeah. zeroed in. He's like, okay, these are the ones making the biggest impact. So yeah. um, the biggest impact. So, See, I prefer yeah. I prefer to kind of withdraw and like I'll, I'll just to, from a servant's heart perspective, I want other people to be close. I want I want them to get that full experience. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. This is this is what you do. This is what you do. That's all right. Listen. Listen. Twenty four shaping up a lot like twenty three. Did you have any points that you wanted to express today no, about nothing, Pastor? Nothing. No. You just want to. You just wanted I, to. If you if you look on my sheet of right. paper, it's just just uh, like <laughs> zero right, black jab, jab Matt about this. Yeah. So. Okay, of course, well, I have good points. to know. All, all right. right. Well, let's, you want, what you, you got? Start, I got huh? some. Okay. Why don't you start but, off? You start off. Oh, I'll just tell you the high points that hit me that I appreciate and, of course, have to submit to. And that he said a lot early on, you must come to God on his terms. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's 
I think I can appreciate anybody presenting the message that you yourself individually don't get determined your own terms all the time. A lot of times we might, but in life, you have to acknowledge and confront that you are coming head to head with the way things work, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, God's a good guy and his terms are best. But I like that. And he said it. He said I, he learned that God's ways of doing things are better than his ways of doing things. And, I, and that's an okay follow up. But I like it when people center on, hey, it, it really doesn't matter that God does things better than you. It, it's good. That's a good thing. But he's God. Mm-hmm. He's the creator, Lord of all. So even if he didn't do things better than you, well, that's a theological question and a statement you can't make because he does. So I think I just just point out that when it's hard, that's when you get, you get to do it God's way too, even when yeah. it's hard. It's yeah. better, but even when you pick an easier route that you think might be better, you do things God's way because he's God. Mm-hmm. And it's a good thing that he's loving and a father and all those things as well. Yeah, we're pretty fortunate we have a good God, right? Like, uh, Yeah, you know, that's he, a good point. He, he, it, could good be a lot, it could be a lot of things. Um, but uh, I know we've talked about this uh, other times. It's that whole, kind of going back to the Ten Commandments, like you shall have no other gods before me. And that includes uh, our own version of God. And so I think sometimes when, when we want God, like because I think that uh, he kind of alluded to it before. He's like, uh, I wanted this feeling-based faith. Like I saw other people's mm, feelings. I, I saw that, but that, 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 that didn't resonate with me. Like, like God wasn't... Uh, looking for that kind of relationship with him. And not to say that like feelings don't get involved, right? Like, you know, where God creates us with emotions and when we have feelings, but the true connection, like the, 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 the core of it is that, that connection. So if God is uh, a feelings, like we only pursue God when we feel like we only pursue God when we feel like we, like we, what we would describe as his presence or, or whatever else, we're not always going to have that. And that puts, it almost put puts God in a place of performance for us. And it would be like, Hey God, you know, that was about a, a four out of 10, uh, presence and feeling that I had with you. Like, and I think it kind of just puts us in a, in a, in a, probably not the best place. Right. And so for us to pursue God on his terms, right. His ways are higher than our ways. Like he, he's, he's defined this, but he's also our creator. Like we're wired. You, you have an instruction manual that comes with or an owner's manual that comes with like a lot of things that you would get because the manufacturer, the, you know, the creator of that product is like, this is how this product works. This is how to do these things. And so you can read the owner's manual and you can pursue what that piece was created for, or you can just use it however you want. You can, I mean, you could use a screwdriver as a hammer, but it's not going to, it's not going to work well. I mean, you might be able to hammer something in, but it's, it's not going to be, like what that thing was designed for and what God created us for is, is he, he put, uh, you know, in our heart, a a way to connect with him and it's through his word and that, and that's how our faith is built. That's what, that's how, you know, he walks through that entire uh, process with us to build that faith so that when we have that connection, that faith manifests itself through us. And that's what, that's what we want. So, so yeah, we, we can't create our own version of God uh, because when we do that, it's warping or it's uh, perverting, you know, the true nature of God, which, you know, especially like when we're in a position 
where part of our, our mission, right, or our, the, the mission is to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Well, we can't go and preach the gospel with our different version of it, like, because what's going to happen is we're going to then be projecting or trying to persuade other people to have a feelings-based relationship with God, and that's not the relationship that he desires for us or, or created for us. And so what happens then is we, we essentially twist what God's connection with us is, and we actually will do more damage than good. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's a good way to kind of explore the impact of a feelings-based gospel. We think it would be nicer if we had a feelings-based gospel. He brought out the idea that miracles won't convince you. You know, Jesus says it, and, you know, he talks about how they had, you know, Jesus showed up in the flesh, nail holes and all, and still, it wasn't that that convinced him. It got me to, I wrote down, very simple statement, obvious, but the Word of God changes hearts. And it kind of speaks to, in my own personal walk, I, I, I like to, I don't, think, I don't know if you have to, but I like to delineate spirit, soul, and body. Like, you know, like you can go to a lot of physical experts. The world is full of people who are experts in the body. Some experts in the soul, it's a little bit harder subject to say you're an expert in, even for the guys that, you know, like Jordan Peterson is an example of somebody, agree with him or not, that's not the point. The point is, he's a guy that would be an expert in the soul. He's a doctor of the soul, if you will, psychologist, psychiatrist. But, uh, but that... The soul itself is, uh, is difficult on its own. A lot of people disagree. The body is, science has pretty much got that nailed down for the most part. But in the spirit, if you believe that you're a triune being, that you have a spirit, that you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body, then nothing, that zero of the world's perspective out there speaks to that. Feelings, of course, is coming out of your soul from this perspective. But he says over and over, and hearing him for years, I know this is his perspective, the Word of God is actually what goes in and begins to change the nature of your heart. And, you know, Jesus said, out of the heart, you know, all things flow. It's in Proverbs, and he talks about how you speak. But that really captured me in this message, the idea that it's the Word of God. The change I want in my life is I kind of went off your feelings deal, but that's what that's the navigation of the Holy Spirit for me is the feelings are things that honestly are just responses to circumstances I see. But if I want to see real change, if I want to see real understanding, real, remember he says the first thing that comes when you read the Bible is understanding. And then he gives examples throughout of people who have faith for certain things. He talks about him having faith for kids ministry. But if I really want that change in my heart to really be able to walk with faith and see things through the lens that God sees them, it takes the word of God. This is what I'm trying to capture is it's the word of God only that goes to our hearts and actually makes the change there that we can believe and see it through the lens of God and thus walk in his way. I mean, that actually starts to come to, as I'm talking back to God's terms, we start to see God through his terms. We start to want his terms Rather than typically when we come to God, we kind of just want heaven. We don't really want the terms. The terms kind of hard. So, anyway, just kind of, I think I went off on off topic there, but it's probably because it's stirring up in me this idea that what I the difference I want to see in twenty four has to do 
primarily with the word of God speaking to my heart. And I probably see a challenge there because when I write down, you know, I want to have a better marketing campaign for my business. It's hard for me to mentally tap those two together. Scripture going to the change my heart and then me seeing through my soul and through physical experience a better way to market my services. But if I buy into what pastor's talking about, then that is the answer. The word of God does something in my heart, which then translates to, I mean, if I speak Christian speak, the wisdom to see what, what marketing campaign it may need to be that takes my business up another 10%, 15% this year. So anyway, a little bit of rambling, but there might be some good stuff in there. You can pick it apart if you like. I feel like I rambled, but I'll tell you what, I got Mark Markwin in the back of my head because you two got on me like six months ago making me sound like I was just bumbling around on this thing. What? So, like, I dialed in. What? You don't remember this? About Mark Markwin. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing how things get lodged into you and you just can't get rid of them. Yeah. You two ripping on me because you said I wasn't prepared. I was like, all right, all right, Who's all right. That? So since Who then, I'll have you know. Prepared? Yeah, both of you. Oh. Both of you. This is, this is going to be on, on audio too, but <laughs> yeah, both of you. So, so I, I'm going to apologize right now publicly. If you feel like that listening to us, I wasn't prepared. I was. But apparently, according to Mark Markin and Evan Uitake, I wasn't. Or I didn't sound prepared. I don't know. Maybe I was trying to be funny or something. Yeah. I, but that was it six months ago. So you go back. There'll be a more difference because I'm dialed in. There was <laughs> like, I was like, all right, all right, all right. Now you, now you offended me. Now you. I remember the Barney Fife uh, like version of it, but not necessarily the the unprepared version. So that, I, I don't know. I guess it it just it, Barney Fife. What's that? Uh, the, yeah, you know, it was kind of the uh, you know talking about how in the podcast like we we. Um, we we explain it in more like basic terms, I guess. It's like we we simplify some of this stuff. We kind of Barney Fife it, and so I thought. Oh, that well, I mean, you can't expect much more from us. Yeah. I mean, it's not, that's about yes. what you're gonna. That's the top level. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm I'm glad that uh, I'm 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 glad that our words made an impact. It might, was it one of those conversations where you're kind of like lurking behind us and we were talking about something and then you're no, like, you were talking directly to oh, me, okay. man. I was so mad. It was it was mad in a good way. I was like, all right, all right, all right. So anyway, now I'm apologizing because I'm rambling because that conversation rolls back in my yeah. head. I maybe I was rambling too much early on. So I was like, all right, no, you want clear points? Fire. You want some clear thoughts? Is that what you want? <laughs> From a from an educator, bring out my teaching that's, aspects. That's so you tell true. a teacher, like a decorated teacher, he sounds, yeah. yeah, like you tell a teacher, he sounds like he's not prepared, and that just gets to us. We're like, I'm sorry, what? Sounds like those are Mark's words. Uh, anyway, so right. like maybe maybe we need to you know pull Mark in and let him defend himself. But uh, if anything, I mean maybe the result like although what was it the was it the the wounds of a brother. Um, are more healing than a, <laughs> better than the kisses of an enemy. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so maybe that's what it was. And look at you. Look, I mean, six months in, you're looking smarter. You're making valid points. Like oh, look clarity of yeah. clarity of thought, left and right. So we're man. I, I honestly, you know, now now that I've been able to kind of absorb what's going on here a little bit and just kind of tap in a little bit to some of the the rage that that maybe you dealt with about six months ago. <laughs> I think it's I think it's for the best. So this this is uh you know this is brotherhood at work right. It here. is. We are challenging you to to, to get better to grow, 
to be more vulnerable. Like spurring me on to good works. All of the, yeah. Look at. I mean, yeah. The man you are six months ago versus today. I mean, there's no comparison. There's no comparison. You've grown. You've grown a lot. Ooh, I'm proud well, of you. Yeah. <laughs> good. It's about time you uh, jump on this train. Then. Yeah. Well. Uh, fair enough. Let's talk man, about. We're trying to get better out here. Well, speaking of your feelings, feelings is one of the things that Pastor George did talk about. We we kind of alluded to it a little bit, but one of the points that I was I was I'm trying to digest, and I don't know if it's fully developed, but I feel like maybe like our our natural response to a lot of things is our feelings. Like that's the response that we give like how we feel about stuff or like when we're taking in information or we're trying to make a connection, like our feelings are closely tied to it, but that's not what God's looking for. God's looking for our response to him. Pastor George says, you got to receive faith. You got to learn how to respond to him was like one of the, the things that he said. And he said, believing or faith is our comeback. It's our response. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. He rewards those who diligently seek him. And so I feel like, um, if our default is feelings, but our response should actually be uh, belief or faith, that's that's probably part of the wiring. That's where we continue to pursue the word. We can continue to dig into like what the Bible has to say, because as that faith develops, as those words go into our heart, uh, he actually alludes to the heart as, as an engine. Um, it's like the deepest part of you. That's where That's where we really feel his presence. And so, because uh, he says, uh, for with the heart, man believeth. And that's, it's not with the head, it's not with your feelings, it's not with anything else. It's, it's, it's truly the heart of you. And, and he calls it an engine. I think that he calls it an engine for a reason, because later on, he talks about, there's three things that happen when you read the word. One, you gain understanding. Uh, which, you know, that's comprehension, right? So that's just like kind of opening up. We're gaining understanding just the more time that we're spending in this content. But he also talks about an overriding comfort, knowing that you're connected to God, like knowing that there's a power source for your engine. It's And he, he calls it later on. He says it puts power into your spirit. So I would actually say that reading the word is actually the fuel for the engine of your heart, mm, the, yeah. the fuel for the deepest part of you that's powering you. That's what gives you that overriding comfort. You know, you have the horsepower to get through adversity. You know that if you're in a bad situation, that your source is different from the world source. So you can, you can boldly step into that or you can fill that gap or you can, uh, you know, walk through that adversity because it's like, Hey, uh, not by my might, but by God, you know, because of God, all those things, you, you understand his word. You have that comfort. You know that your, con- your, your connection is him. You know that your power comes from him. That's what gives us the boldness. That's what gives us, that's what gives, you know, I think the, when we talk more about the lion, the lion knows that it's the king of the jungle. The lion knows that it has the power to back up anything that it has. Now, does it need to go around killing everything all the time? No, I, most of the time I see lions, they're laying around doing nothing. They're just kind of chilling. But they know that whenever they need to go get food, man, just one little swipe with a paw and, and uh, you know, the next meal's there. It's, it's, they can go get whatever they want. It's because they know their power, the source of their power. The source of our power is in the Word, and it's, that, it, it's opened up through that comprehension. It builds our faith. It gives us the ability to respond back to God in that situation of adversity, in that situation where we, we feel like, man, things aren't going our way. It's like, you know what? Here's what God says about me. Here's what God said he was going to do. Here's, here's, I know that God's already won the battle. I know that God is a God of, I mean, he talks about the power of the word. Like when we can get into that a little bit, 
like talking about continuance, uh, trajectory of, of God's character, the preparation and understanding the covenant. Like, man, when we get into some of those stuff, that like that's where the the real power of the word becomes real to us because now we're sitting there going, all right, because of the character of God that I know, because I pursued him and I've built a relationship with him and, and learned and he's spoken to me through his word, I know that I have the continuous that God has, has brought me here to this place, but not to leave me here. Like he has a plan all the way through. So I'm not going to sit here and get frustrated. I'm not going to sit here and be, woe is me. Like my feelings are telling me to be down. Well, I can ignore those feelings because I know that God has a plan. I know that uh, if I'm closely pursuing him and then I'm in alignment with him, that I will get through this. I don't know what that's going to look like. Now that for you, you talked about a marketing plan. You might not necessarily get like, okay, you're going to, you know, go and create this Google AdWord campaign. You're not going to get the technicalities of that, but you do know that God's going to bless your business. And you do know that whatever God is with you in, he's going to bless. He's going to bless whatever you put your hand to because he has a covenant with you to bless you. And and he didn't bring your your business to this place for it to be stagnant. He, he grew you to this point so that you can make an impact so you can do more. And guess what? When we are prosperous, when we are in a position where we have abundance, we can give back to others. And that's, that's the kind of God that he's revealed to us in his word. And that's the kind of God that I want to pursue. And not necessarily from a feeling standpoint, but from a faith standpoint, because I know he's faithful because I know his voice and I know the source of his power. Yeah. The confidence you get that becomes what he talked about, that overwhelming peace. I mean, I don't think he said peace. Maybe he did, but he described this sense that wasn't a feeling, but the idea, it was the picture that you're seeing chaos all about you, difficulty, circumstantial challenge, things don't look like they're going to work out, but inside there's a resolve and an understanding and a sense that God is faithful, so things are going to work out, whether it's how you see them or not. And I think when you're looking at the practical things, like I mentioned the marketing campaign, of course, you know, we have a number of things, I'm sure you do too, that you're trying to do business-wise or personally. Like that confidence right there, that God is going to come alongside you and navigate the challenge is that is the initial first posture and stance. He, remember he talked about, PWG talked about David and Goliath and how he contrasted the idea that it was this magical, like, you know, David just comes in with zero, you know, preparation. The confidence is all in just the miraculous power of God. And as he often does, Pastor Willie George compares that to what is more likely, and that is David was confident, yes, because he had a covenant. Yes, because he had, or maybe better tone is, he was confident because he had a covenant. He was confident because he was skilled at what he was doing. And then he steps up against Goliath, and then God fills in that space and that gap. But that confidence right there to walk through doing what he was doing, that's faith. I mean, that is understanding I guess faith is two parts in that sense. It's that confidence, and it's also the willingness to be obedient to the difficult step God puts in front of you, even if it's counterintuitive. And that's what leads to, in my experience in the past, the answers of the marketing plan. 
because you just keep working through it, working through it, praying. Yeah, I mean, it's like these all these different aspects. God's giving you a little bit of wisdom. He's also highlighting some different spaces that maybe you wouldn't have been paying attention to that are um, not what you expected, and they lead you to the right, right answer. Difficult part of business, I'm sure that you're aware of, is not knowing what you don't know. And that's where I've found God comes in a lot. It's like he highlights the, uh, there's an illumination on this spot. You're like, it's, it's like just an inclination. Let me dig here a little bit. Let me learn here a little bit. Let me uh, talk to this guy or go to this conference or go to this, read this book or whatever it may be. And they start to put together the pieces that you didn't know you didn't know. And you start to step into those practical applications of prosperity. You know, the practical solution of if we do a better job marketing this year, we will bring in overall revenue, which increases more profit, which then increases my cut of that pie. So my family prospers. I prosper individually because staying in connection with the word of God, walking in that confidence that it develops, stepping out and being obedient that faith requires, and then looking for those little spaces that God says, hey, go do this. You're like, no, that seems odd. Or that seems weird. Or uh, that's, I didn't expect that. And then here he's put together this thing for you that feels a lot like, I said that word feel, but like it feels a lot like you just learned. But then when you compare it to other times you tried to just learn, it's so much more successful. So it's God guiding and learning with the change that's happening in your heart is maybe how I'd explain the practical side of how the, when boots hit the ground, of how it really looks like to prosper through God's ways. It's rarely the miraculous of like, oh, you know, we hit viral and now everybody wants their windows cleaned by one company and one only. Like, that's not likely, highly not likely to happen. Yeah. So anyway, it's just, uh, I think in exploring that idea is really good. And you, you added a lot of perspective with the fuel and the power source. Like you start to, you start to see God's practical ways through the word of God. And it's just, it, man, it's just, it runs so parallel to just like natural ways. But it's that little bit I heard somebody say, supernatural is just that. It's natural, which is a little bit of super. It's that little bit of extra, little <laughs> bit. So, yeah, yeah it just it's. Yeah, I think I think his practical example of that was definitely the David and Goliath thing because I I, I do want to um, highlight the point that uh, Pastor George made, which was you know David's confidence in his interaction with Goliath was uh, was pretty miraculous in itself. Like if you just look at the situation, you have, uh, you know, you have uh, Saul who, who Saul. You have Saul, who's kind of like the he he's he's the champion of 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 that tribe, and then you have Goliath, who's the champion of the Philistines, and you know he's essentially calling him out. And our champion's just like, no, I don't want any part of that. <laughs> he's he's just he's just trying to completely stay out of it. But David, you know, he, he's walking in there. There's so there's no leadership, right? The complete absence of leadership. Um, there might be structure of leadership, but the leader's not leading. Then you got uh, the fact that he's a kid. So you got all the adults who are just like, yeah, we probably shouldn't do it. And for the most part, uh, I'm pretty sure like all adults are like, yeah, let's, you know, let's, let's, let's be the mature ones in the room. Let's, let's like, like we should probably not fight Goliath or, or whatever it is. Or they're just straight up afraid, right? They, they were, they were concerned about what was going on. 
So you got the king there. There's an absence of leadership. The adults are there. And you got this kid who just shows up and he's like, hey, man, he's plugged in, uh, you know, based on what Pastor George is saying, he's plugged into the word. Like he understands the uh, the covenant. He understands continues. And this is when Pastor George started speaking in capital uh, capital letters. He was talking about just, you know, I think it was firing him up uh, that you were asleep, but also it was firing <laughs> up that uh, he's like putting himself in that situation. He's like, this guy's trespassing. You know, God didn't bring us here to leave us here. Uh, he understands that uh, all this preparation that he's had moving all the way up into this point right now, like almost the <laughs> to, to quote uh, the Incredible Hulk. I was, it's like I was made for this. Like he knew he was made for that moment, right? You just quoted the Incredible Hulk and, and the, Pastor George. I, I think uh, you probably need to get your priorities shifted. The, is, yeah, the Avengers Endgame. It was a, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's a cultural uh-huh. moment. Wow, man. But it, but David was made for that moment, and and he he was made for that moment because of the preparation uh, that God had put him through, and he knew the trajectory. He knew the character of God. He knew that God, his God, is not a God that bows a knee to an earthly giant. He knows that his his God is the creator of the universe that has all the power to accomplish his will, regardless of whether or not the king, the guy who was supposed to do it, you know, he's not going to do it. So David's like, hey, guess what? God, God's raised me up for this moment. And so, you know, he's he's fired up about it and he's he's really kind of talking about all all that confidence. But that's just that that's that practical application of what we're talking about. For you, sounds like you're you know, in a situation where you're, you're looking at the beginning of the year, you're trying to understand what's next for your business. You want, you have a desire to grow. You don't know how to do it yet. And you're looking up saying, okay, God, you brought me here. What am I supposed to do? What, what, what is it? And so my encouragement to you would be pursue God in that and include God in that. And, and, and as you continue to include God and know the, the, the true character of God, the right opportunities will come along. And and that's, I, I think I said it before, but I'll say it again because I think it's worth repeating. No matter what decision you make, God can move in that. That's the power of God. That's that's when you have to look at, like, what kind of God do I serve? Do I serve a God that only blesses when I make the right decision or he'll bless any decision I make as long as I'm in alignment with him? And I think when you, when you step back and look at maybe your version of God uh, and then the more you pursue God, you'll recognize that your version of God is not God. Yeah, God is the version of God, and we need to come in alignment with that. Yeah, I think that's the theologi- theological crux of God will bless any decision you make. It's it's like when Jesus said, he says, if my words abide in you and you abide in me, you ask whatever you will, and I'll do it for you. And he wasn't right. giving us that blank check of like, hey, whatever you want, magic, pow. He's saying... When you're aligned with me, you, that's a good phrase. When you're in my presence, you see things the way I see them. You want things the way I want them. Mm-hmm. So then your requests become the request that I would have you make anyway. And then, of course, I fu- I'll fulfill those. So, yeah, that's uh, it's a good encouragement is that it's, it's this space of, like, being confident to make a decision when you're staying in God's presence Knowing that intellectually you may make the wrong decision, but if spiritually you're submitted to God, that intellectual incorrect decision can still be blessed. Yeah, yeah, that's good. You know what you're talking about there. You know, you you know how I would describe that. Faith. Bam. You have, Whoa. You have you have faith 
that God will do what he said he's going to do because you know God. This is like the whole point of this entire message. Bam. And look, man. Brilliant. See what happened there? Yeah. Wow. That was full circle. Kind of put it right in front of our face. Put a little bow on it. Wow. (laughs) The interesting thing, and I I do want to kind of touch on this a little bit, and I kind of talked about it at the end, was he says, that's what happens when you read the word. You don't have secondhand faith. And I, I think it's interesting. Like, we'll say, like, the God of Abraham, like, the people would say that, but like we're in a relationship with God now where he's he's our our heavenly father he's our our god and i i think that one of the things that i would maybe challenge you on or you know the audience not necessarily you Matt cuz i know you 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 probably got it all figured out by now but for the for the for the audience it would be a situation where it's like i'm going to do this because i know that pastor george did this and when he did it it worked hmm. and i think that that's the I think that sometimes we, we listen to those um, analogies or those stories that, he t- that he'll tell because he'll tell a lot of stories and or you know, any any uh, any person that's, that's preaching will, like we'll listen to the story and be like oh man well Jeff Bezos did this and so if I do this it's going to work well that maybe maybe there's some clues that success leaves behind that you can follow that you know the breadcrumbs and get there yourself but I think the important thing when we're talking about Again, the relationship with God and the relationship that God wants to have with us, it cannot be a secondhand faith thing. Just because he blessed Pastor George in a, a faith step that he took does not mean that he will bless you in the stay faith step that you take because Pastor George took it. It's You need to pursue that faith step because you are plugged into God, because you're in alignment with God, and you know that God is going to bless it because of who God is to you, not because of somebody else's faith or something that somebody else has done. So, Because I, I know that sometimes it's tempting to look at a situation and be like, oh, well, they did this, and if as long, if I just do these things, I just walk through the exact same steps, it's going to work. It might not, and it, and it might not work because you're, you're not act, acting through the faith that God has given you because God or pastor George talked about uh, it multiple times. It says, we don't have the same faith. God actually develops our faith. The just shall live by faith, but the faith is on loan from God. So we have different levels of faith. God, God may not be calling you to sell your house and give all that money away and just, you know, trust God to take care of you. Like that's maybe not your faith. That might not be your faith journey. You need to pursue God and identify your own faith journey with him. Now he, he, he may have you take steps that are large leaps of faith for you or large faith steps for you. But that, but that faith step for you could be an easy step for somebody else. Like my faith step could be way different than your faith step, but that doesn't mean that it's not faith. It doesn't mean that I'm not walking in alignment with God. I think that's really the important part of a secondhand faith relationship is you're just going through the motions and you're doing it for an outcome, not because of your connection to to God. You might have that faith engine in you with no fuel and you go to step out in that faith situation, but you're not plugged in. You don't, you don't have that power source uh, that connection to God that's driving you and carrying you through that. And then you're going to turn around and go, God, why didn't you bless this? Why didn't you deliver? Like I did the exact same thing that this person did and it's not working. What's the difference? The difference is because it's, it's you're trying to walk somebody else's faith walk instead of your own. Yeah. I think you brought out, I, I think I might've stepped on some one toes th- there. Oh, really? Hmm. A little bit. Man. Good. They knew those, those toes need stepped on. Because that's uh, that's real life right there. That is that is the experience of what it's like to walk in your own faith 
versus trying to borrow somebody else's faith. Now, we use that borrow specifically in human terms. You just mentioned we're actually borrowing faith from God. But when you borrow faith from God, this goes back to what he said earlier. You do it on his terms. And I can tell you that one of my biggest growths, growths, is that a the plural? The biggest growth? One of the you biggest. are gross, yes. <laughs> that's, that's not what I said. Oh. <laughs> one of the biggest things that I grew in, there we go. Oh, there we go. That way. Is you lack a couple things when you're trying to do it from somebody else's faith. And that is, you mentioned it specifically, your step may be different than their step. That's one thing I, I think that people grow in faith. As they grow in faith and they move through the different elements of Christianity, you know, God's provision, God's, um, you know, bringing health, those different things, is you realize that God wants to walk this journey with you specifically. So the steps that you take are specifically directed by him. Meaning you can't just hear someone from a stage go, oh, man, that dude gave $10,000. That's all I need to do. Or that person, or let's just go biblical. We won't even use human terms. Naaman dipped his self seven times in the river. Healed yeah, a leprosy. I go dip myself seven times. I go dip myself seven times in the Arkansas, yeah. and uh, bam, yeah. I'm healed. That's, I mean, maybe I'm not going to say God wouldn't tell you to do that because I'm not God. But I can say that he hasn't told anybody to do it recently. So, and it worked. So, the... Step that Pastor George would take, it's not the same step that one of us would take in this, in a what we think is the same situation. It's not obviously, it's not the same situation. But the other thing is you lack confidence. I probably ten years ago, I don't know, fifteen years ago, something like that. Somewhere along the way, I had to walk through this process of I was borrowing stage faith. Some stuff was getting done. But a lot of stuff wasn't happening in my life. And then I began, God began to lead me in walking in my own faith that he was directing me. And that's when things started to turn. That's when I saw real, I got frustrated years ago because I was asking prayers and they weren't getting answered, I thought. Like, and I don't mean like God said no or I had a better idea. I don't mean that. I mean like obvious things that are biblical in God's word were not coming about. So I just asked him. And he started walking me through this process, and that's when I started to learn. Oh, wow. Their step's not my step. I got to go to God and do like, like we see this with David later on after Goliath, where he goes and it's a story of counting your own troops. And he counts his own troops as if he's got the strategy to do it. And David's whole strategic um, winnings all came from going to God and say, how do we fight this battle? Send the worshipers first. We run up the hill, whatever it is. The one time he didn't, he loses the battle, and God says, nope, I mean, you didn't do it my way. You didn't come to me. And that's a good example for, in our own life, going to God and saying, okay, how do you want this done? What, what's the step I need to take? So then what comes along with that, and that's just a mirror of what you just talked about, but what comes along with that is confidence. There is a subtle lack of confidence when you're trying to do things that you hear people say from a stage. You can get emotionally fired up, but that real sense of confidence you'll feel when you're walking in your own step, it won't be there. And you recognize it once you start being obedient and walking in your own step. I can check myself and go, oh, okay, there's a lack of confidence here. And it's because I'm doing it because I saw it done by somebody else. And I think, oh, yeah, there's the magic pill. There's the mag That's how God would do it. Instead of going to God and saying, Lord, how do you want me to do it? It might be a similar step. 
but it's always a little different, if not completely different. And I don't mean completely different, like ridiculous. I just mean a different step that God would have me take. That brings a confidence. And that confidence is huge. Like it's so important because when you start doubting, I mean, Jesus says this, speak to the mountain, be thou removed. When you say to the mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea. It's uh, and you, ha- you believe that you have what you say, you, you will have what you say. So that comparison three times, say one times believe the moment you start to doubt, whew, that's when, when you start lacking that confidence, faith starts to dwindle. If you're not walking in that faith, you better get in the word because you got to get that confidence back up. And it's not that mental, emotional confidence. I'm not talking about that machismo you were talking about earlier. I'm talking Mr. about machismo, yeah. a real sense inside you that's like, no, God is faithful. I don't care what the circumstances look like. We're coming out of this on top, heading out the tail, bubbling up, not beneath, walking out, walking in, prosperous. Like, it's going to happen. I just, I mean, I'm staying here to watch just how it does. Yeah. I feel like what you're you're describing is a a bravery to move forward. Ooh, I see what I see what you're doing there. Yeah, see it's what it's, I'm doing it's, there? it's a bravery to move forward, if you will. Yeah, yeah. So because I know that uh, brother, actual brotherhood breakfast is tomorrow, so I'm sure like some of the some of the stuff will will uh, already be up on the screens. Then I, I think that that's I don't know if it's like a word for 2024 or maybe even just a like a better synopsis of like uh, brotherhood uh, going into 2024 or, or just, you know, the next phase of brotherhood, however, however we want to describe it. The cool thing is we just had a, like kind of a brotherhood, a brotherhood leadership meeting, just kind of talking about like, you know, what, what's next for brotherhood. We, we did have a, the vision cast a little, little while ago with Lee and, and kind of talked a little bit about that. And so the cool thing is I, I'm starting to see some progress towards some of the things that we talked about. But I, I think that um, they, they put an image on the screen of this boat that's uh, in just a turbulent ocean and uh, with the message bravely forward underneath it. And there's like a big brotherhood bee on the sails of the ship. And uh, the more I looked at it, the more I was just like, wow, that just really kind of encapsulates brotherhood. Because like sometimes we're trying to explain what brotherhood is and it's like, well, it's a men's ministry or it's a breakfast or whatever else. And I, I think that uh, what I kind of you know was really uh, resonating with was like brotherhood is the ship. Like we're all on the ship and we're going through, you know, you know the storm, the, you know, the cult, you can call it culture. You can call it the world. You can call it adversity. You can call it whatever you want. Like when we're in that storm, it, it's what we're having to go through. And uh, we even said the analogy in there. It's like uh, what uh, uh, smooth seas uh, don't make strong sailors. I can't remember the exact quote, but it's something along that or seasoned sailors. And so like we're in this adversity, we're going through it together, but we're, we're all, you know, on this boat and we're going in this direction. And a lot of times we're, 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 uh, pursuing something or we're exploring something or we're, we're, we're going toward, we're, we're going towards a des- destination. And I think that's a perfect encapsulation. And I think pastor George really from this faith message, how do we develop our faith? Like this is a foundational message, uh, that I think is going to propel us into, into the next year. So I'm really eager to hear what, uh, what Witt has to say. Because uh, usually, like he'll kind of set the tone a little bit. If it's in alignment with that, man, shoot, uh, just mind blown emojis all over the place. But uh, I think the the really exciting thing about that is for us to move bravely forward. For us to uh, you know go through like we're going into an election year. The economy is always you know a, a topic of conversation of of being something that's not where we want it to be. 
like we're, we're just having to go through it right now. And no matter what phase of life you're in, it's, it's difficult, whether you're trying to retire, you're trying to get a job and buy a house, like there's just adversity out there. And so from a brotherhood standpoint, uh, this is a really good reminder for us to do a deep dive in, in our connection with God, get some fuel for that, that for our heart, for our engine, uh, to really pursue him, which will develop our faith and our faith then gives us the boldness to step out into that adversity, knowing that there is uh, adversity, knowing there's challenge, knowing there's danger that we can bravely, that we can bravely step into that and move bravely forward. So I'm really excited for what 2024 has to offer for, for brotherhood, because I think that that, that theme, that message is going to be a really big part of brotherhood in, in the next couple of years. Yeah, I would agree. I, would, I think that theme is, it captures what I think is a personality, a culture aspect of brotherhood as we know it at Church on the Move here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, also in Cisco, Texas, uh, also I believe in North Carolina. Um, it captures the part of the culture, but it also captures a missing part of the culture in the world we live in. Men aren't really called upon to be brave right now. In fact, a lot of it, men as a whole are given an excuse not to be brave. We have a calling to, to be feelers right now, I'm I think, you. To, to really be in touch with our feelings instead of bravery. Maybe maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe there's a little subliminal message maybe behind there is. Not saying we shouldn't have feelings, but we shouldn't lead with our feelings. Feelings are horrible leaders. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's a, a strong lesson that the world would be able to benefit from. They're not going to because they're not going to see it. They don't want to see it. But it's easier for society to just give men a pass because then you also don't have to deal with what men bring, which is a certain sense of challenge. And it's the men who take this pass also view it as an easy way out because they also don't like challenge. And I don't know that anybody loves challenge at its core until you buy into challenge is the only way to get the better I want. You know, I, when I was coaching, I had a buddy of mine, he's a coach, and he'd say in practice all the time, he'd say, everyone, everyone want to go to heaven, ain't nobody want to die. And he's pointing out that everybody wants the good parts of winning. Everybody wants the good parts of success. But nobody wants the hard parts of killing or dying the parts of you that are keeping you from being successful. And that's where... I mean, bravery is going to call upon us that very thing. It's a lot of fun to talk about. It's a lot of fun to talk about from the stage. It's a lot, about, a lot of fun to think about nine months from now. What's not very fun is tomorrow when you need to make a brave decision and it's a little bitty decision that you kind of feel stupid that this is even re requires bravery. And yet, it's just a lie from the enemy, but yeah, that's what you got to do. You got to pray with your wife. Oh, man, I don't want to do that. That man, that feels awkward. Well, oh, man, you could be brave or you can be not. But you're not going to move forward in nine months if you can't move forward tomorrow. Yeah. Journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. Should be a proverb somewhere. <laughs> Wise words from Matt. Well, uh, like I said, Brotherhood's tomorrow. We'll have Pastor, Pastor Witt uh, speak. We're excited for that. 
Uh, February, I'm sure they'll announce the the guy. I don't remember his name, but uh, if everything goes as planned, I'm really excited for that. If uh, get ready, get that's ready. gonna be. Yeah, I, I almost I got a little I got a little tear kind of welling up when I was oh kind of hearing gosh. the story that he was telling. Just a little video clip. So we'll just kind of leave that as a little teaser for February. But we're really excited about that. Um, hopefully, we'll see you at the breakfast, Matt. Hopefully, I'll see you at the breakfast on Friday. Uh, me, I'm I'm a hundred percent attendance. You're the one that skips three or four. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Okay, all right. Oh, all right. I don't, I don't yeah, miss. but I'm a hundred percent awake for all of the brotherhood. So we do have <laughs> we do I do have that thing going for me. Uh, so well, brothers, I, that's to be debated. To be debated. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Well, when I see Pastor George, I'll be sure to ask him. I was like, hey, remember that that guy with the. You know, with the yeah. beard, and, and he'll and say he no. I don't remember him. I remember that dude Is being that lasered you? in. He was Lisa. dialed in big time. <laughs> big time. That's right? what he'll say. To the back of his eyes. The back yeah. of his eyelids. No, he was just he was man, focused on those. Dialed in. You're making, you're making people think I actually fall asleep. <laughs> I don't fall asleep. You know that. Man, I'm in it. Man. I'm in it to win it. I'm usually up like at 430 that morning. Rocking and rolling. the records show the amount of defense that's happening. I think it's a guilty conscience. It's just... Oh, that's what yeah, you're just, thinking. Just All push, right. push, Listen, it, push it back. You, if you're listening to this podcast, you just come. You come over to the VIP section. That's where you'll find me. VIP section. Uh, There's the, no VIP section. The, uh, uh, also theirs will be over there kind of to the side. You'll find Evan in the also there yeah. section. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, you come see. You'll see me awake the whole time. Bright smile. Yeah. Evan, I uh, can't say much for his smile because he's a little grumpy in the morning. I'm pretty grumpy in the morning. I yeah, that that's. True. I say hi to him all the time. I think did we not become fr- did we not did we somehow not become friends like unbecome friends? Went from like last I, I saw him yesterday. We I were think, friends, and now we're at the breakfast, and now we're not friends. I don't I don't even understand. Yeah. This is this is Matt describing the dream he had at the last Brotherhood breakfast that, he, that I ignored. Oh, man, it's <laughs> just keep on coming. Man, it's too bad he gets to edit this podcast because oh, it is. This is great. This is great. All right. Well, well, let's let hey, you everybody. If you made it this far into the podcast, thank you. No kidding for uh, continuing to pursue Brotherhood and putting up with our uh, <laughs> our jokes, our our uh, our little mental jabs at each other. But uh, other than that, man. Excited to see everybody at Brotherhood. Brothers, remember, honor all people, love the Brotherhood, fear God, and honor the King. We'll catch you on the next podcast. Mm